Buckeye Bob Bass, the Bellhaven, and the boy. Tis a very thrilling episode since we finally get to talk college football schedules and upcoming games. Do we, though? Did you uh, see the uh, news this morning? Or just came out? Well, not only that, but uh, about an hour ago, I think, hour or so ago, uh, Big Big Ten commissioner coming out and saying that uh, he prefers a spring schedule. Uh oh. Uh huh. <laughs> so yeah, um, we do get to talk about something uh, <laughs> hot off the presses today. Yeah, the Mac uh, canceling theirs and uh, the Big Ten commissioner. Now, I. I um, he didn't say that they are, at least from the article I read, it just came out earlier, um, didn't say that they're actually doing that or how deeply they're considering it, but he said that he prefers that, which means to me that they are actively talking about it. Um, so I don't know. Hmm. Well, I'm assuming if they are going to go that route, then we'll know within the next two weeks because uh, practices have already started. Ohio State's, I think, have two already. Uh, There are some teams like, you know, Rutgers and who all went out to, uh, all the guys went out to a party and got COVID, so they can't practice for (laughs) two weeks. Uh, Yeah. So there are, I think, Rutgers and Michigan State can't practice. But I think the majority of practices have started around the country for most teams. So they have. Think- but uh, also recent news. I don't know if it was this morning or maybe yesterday. Uh, the Big Ten they announced that they're uh, having teams postpone um, padded practices. Something to that to that effect. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, do you think uh, it's still going to be played on time, or you think they'll move it back again? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, we have the last episode, and um, you know, we, we, it was, the news then was the, the 10, uh, 10 game Big Ten schedule, right? And at the beginning of that, I said, I, I don't, I don't think they're going to have the season. To me them coming out with that because at the time right I, it was fresh news at the time so you know as this is buckeye bombast right so you know with my bombast you know i came out and said i don't understand this why would they do that it doesn't make sense to me blah 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 which there's still a degree of that um but it was fresh news at the time and you know i said basically hey i don't think they're going to have the season this tells me that you know they're looking to postpone, postpone, postpone. Um, you know, I had talked at the time as well that, I, you know, I think everybody is just afraid to, to just go forward anymore with anything to make that decision. Um, you know, we also talked about the baseball season. That might tell us, right? Because uh, at the time, there were a couple of weeks until the baseball season. The baseball season's upon us now, and it hasn't been canceled yet, right? They haven't stopped it. So, yeah, just reflecting back on that and then coming to this, I personally think if, you know, the MAC is canceled, um, 
Big Ten went from saying, hey, we're going to postpone padded practices to very quickly after that saying, um, you know, I prefer a spring schedule. I, I just, I'm, I'm kind of following back to, I just don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. Announcements like that make me a little bit more nervous. Um, I think we'll just have to see how the, the practices go for the next week. I mean, so far, so good from what I'm seeing and hearing. And so, you know, I think for now we're okay, but yeah, they're, they would, I think they would have to make the announcement within the next two weeks. Otherwise, uh, the, the first game is on what September 3rd. So yeah, September. if they don't, make an announcement before that week, I, I would assume we would still be, you know, going ahead with the first week. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I, I think given how fluid things are, I, I could still see them getting up to, you know, September 2nd and saying, you know what, we're not doing this, you know, uh, maybe up yeah. until, well, I was going to say maybe up until that time that, um, you know, teams actually fly out to their destination to play. But if you recall, when this all started, teams were actually actively playing in tournament games. And so they would have traveled to wherever uh, and they ended up canceling those. So, yeah, I, I could see them going right up to the um, last hour and saying, yeah, we're not going to do it. Right. Well, speaking of the schedule, if they do play, uh, what were your thoughts on the schedule? Who are some of your uh, big winners and losers? Yeah, actually, before I get to that, one uh, another piece of news that came out recently in the week that I was kind of proud of, um, the Ohio State University, their students came out and said, you know, hey, all you other whiny people out there, you uh, your other schools and whatnot, we're okay with the protocols as they're listed. We understand this is a risk. We're good to go. And I thought that was cool. Um, it showed a level of maturity that, frankly, I'm not seeing out of any of these colleges. You know, people will get on my case, but yeah, when it, when a a star player comes out and says, "I am going to not play because of COVID," I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> I lost respect for you. Now, again, for everyone's benefit, my come from state in this is I don't think we should even be here in the first place. I think this is all overblown, um, accepting that premise, because I know that's a debate in and of itself. But if you accept that premise, then, yeah, I, I, I lose respect for for players and students that come out and whine and say, I'm, I'm not going to do this because of whatever. And then you have a, a population of now. I know this is not a logically sound thing to add to it, right? <laughs> but you know, yeah. And you, to your earlier point, you know, someone says screw it and they go out and party, you know, <laughs> and get COVID anyway, right? So I don't know. Yeah, but I'm glad you brought that point up because that uh, lends to some notable players uh, from teams that have opted out. Yeah. for the season, most notably, Michael Parsons for Penn State. Uh, which is their best player and yeah. probably will be a, a first-round draft pick. Uh, Rashad Bateman from Minnesota, their best wide receiver. And um, uh, Purdue's Rondale Moore. Rondale Moore, yeah. Gone. Uh, you have some others. I, th I saw there was a quite a, a bit of people from Maryland, a lot of offensive and defensive linemen who yeah, opted like out. Yeah, so, people. Yeah, yeah so it uh, looks like Maryland's going to be kind of screwed. I mean, it's Maryland, so they were already going to suck, but yeah, this definitely that hurts them. 
you know, to backtrack just a little bit, you know, if you are a person that is in you know, a given risk category, right? And that risk category, let's be honest about it, typically is much older people, right? I think, I don't have this as a fact right now, but I believe um, that the median age for those actually dying from COVID is around 60 or something like that, right? But there are certain risk categories. And as a, an athlete, if you're in one of those categories and you say, because of that, I'm not going to play, I get it. That's cool. You know, peace. But a healthy, uh, young person, you know, whining about, you know, I'm not going to play this sport. I'm going to cost my university millions, blah, 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 <laughs> you know. Because of COVID, I, I'm sorry that that doesn't sit well with me. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the statistics, someone my age, you know, is more likely to be struck by lightning than die of COVID. So, right, I mean, but you are a good example of what I'm talking about. You, um, chronic bronchitis. You know, you have upper respiratory issues all the time, and you've had them since you were young. You would be a, a, that you would be the type of person at your age, uh, as a student athlete, that said, "I I want I'm going to forgo this season because of COVID." To me, that would be legit because, yeah, you are in a risk category from that perspective. Um, but yeah, beyond that, though, I, any young person and somebody will go latch on to you know the outliers because, yeah. There are people, and I've seen headlines for, you know, 13-year-old dies from COVID. Yeah, it's going to happen. Um, it's a rarity. It is an outlier statistically. Um, otherwise, any young person, I don't, to that point too, I still do not know a lot of people that have had COVID. Um, but any young people that I, I've known that have had COVID, it's been a very mild thing for them. Um, certainly no worse than the many times that they've had the flu. Right. Yeah, and I, I, I haven't known too many people. I mean, I've known people who've had either relatives, coworkers, you know, either get it. Uh, I know some people who have known people that have died, but uh, all of them that I know of have been older or at a, in a high risk category. And so, mm -hmm. you know, the ones yeah. that favor those statistics. Yep. And to that point, I had a, a coworker of mine that had COVID, um, they took it home and basically their wife, their children got it. Uh, and unfortunately the parents, their parents got it and they were older folks. And for, I think, um, the one, it wasn't, it was mild, but for the other, it really was, uh, a very taxing, very critical experience. It, it, it did get very bad now they, they've recovered since and they're okay but again another small data set but in that small data set the younger ones all were okay mild symptoms blah 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 that affected an at-risk category um yeah yeah well enough of covid assuming the season goes on yeah you know, sorry it was, it was it was exciting to to see the schedule uh, you know, at least that they posted one, um, and uh, definitely some big takeaways from this. Uh, for me, the definite winners are Ohio State and Wisconsin. 
Uh, you look at Wisconsin, they switched out their non-conference of Notre Dame. Uh, who else they played? I forget, but they switched it for Rutgers. So Wisconsin with uh, extremely easy schedule, although they do play Michigan on the road. Um, you know, they get Rutgers at home now. Ohio State, uh, they do get at Purdue, uh, which I'm, I'm not too worried about this time around especially with the likelihood of no fans being there. Um, yeah. yeah. At, at the, I mean, the first four games are at Illinois, home at Rutgers, at Purdue, Indiana. I mean, they don't really – I mean, they get Michigan October 24th, and then they get on the road at Penn State November, what, 7th? But other than that, I mean, nope. Ohio State should run through that schedule like a hot yeah. knife through butter. So. Yeah, that's, that's not a gauntlet by any stretch. Um, I think generally, and this is just me being an idiot, you know, when, when they first announced the 10-game schedule, you know, I flashed back to our last uh, uh, episode, and, uh, you know, I, I think we were talking about actually the possibility of moving, you know, the Ohio State-Michigan game up to the beginning, and how do we feel about that? Um, but that, notwithstanding, in my mind, I just kind of thought, okay, they're going to for all intents and purposes, maintain the same schedule, same teams they're playing, right? Um, obviously, they would have to switch some weeks. But generally speaking, I thought they were going to maintain the same schedules. And, and as I said, think about it, that was just an idiot thing to think, right? Because um, initially, I was surprised. Oh, that's when you're playing these. Um, oh, you added Purdue in, right? I, it just, yeah, I was being an idiot at first. Thinking about it now, looking at these schedules, I I don't know. You talk about it not being a gauntlet for Ohio State, that stretch. But if you reflect back to our last episode, you were pointing out, um, well, I don't know if it was that episode or the one where we were talking spring, whatever it was. You were looking at the schedules. And at the time, you were naming off all these teams, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Penn State. I'm talking about they all had like a three to four game stretch where it was like really difficult. Well, there you know? are some still there are some teams still that yeah. uh, that do have that, and those are going to be when I go to the losers. But yeah, there definitely are some teams that have some yeah. stretches in here. But yeah, and where I was going with that though is it, 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 it was the same at the time. You know, they had these stretches. Ohio State didn't, and it seems to be the same with this schedule, just this abbreviated schedule. Yeah, Ohio State doesn't have that type of gauntlet, and many of the same teams that you had mentioned still do. Yeah, it does uh, kind of seem that way. I mean, uh, Michigan has back-to-back games early at Minnesota, home against Penn State, and then they have Indiana and Ohio State on the road, and then Wisconsin at home. Uh, so that that's, <laughs> that's might be difficult for them. I mean, you're, you right. look at... Um, I mean, the, the kind of the bottom, bottom dwellers, the bottom dwellers. I mean, Purdue, uh, Illinois, especially, gets uh, gets a tough stretch. Nebraska, mm-hmm. after their first two games, has a gauntlet. I mean, Wisconsin, Iowa, Minnesota, Ohio State. That's rough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And to uh, that that point, assuming that the uh, that season actually happens, um, with the, the the people that are dropping out. Man, Purdue, you know, I was looking at 
I, I started doing research, right? I had mentioned this in the prior episode. I was making some speculation. I'm like, well, I won't really start really researching until August. And that time has come around. So I have been looking at it. I was looking at Purdue um, with Rondale Moore. They were essentially returning 20 starters, 10 on offense, 10 on defense, both of their specialists, I think. I mean, they were basically returning the whole stinking team. Now, yeah, Purdue wasn't great last year. They weren't, frankly, weren't even good. But with Rondale Moore, with uh, their coach, I mean, they've shown the propensity to, to step up and play some, some decent games, right? I'm thinking this could be a good year for Purdue. Um, but to your point, they've got this gauntlet they have to run through, number one. And number two, now they're going to do it without Rondale Moore. That's going to suck if you're a Purdue fan. <laughs> you know, yeah. to know, hey, in similar with Penn State, um, you know, in researching Penn State, I was getting a little nervous about them um, in a normal year going into Penn State with the whiteout that they would likely have at night. Their offense was is going to was going is going to scare me, right? Uh, their defense they were losing a lot anyway, so I figured it would be probably a uh, in in Penn State it could be a shootout, right? Because they have a formidable offense potentially, and of course ours will be. Yeah, you lose Micah Parsons, plus you don't have the benefit of having a real whiteout when your arch rival comes in. And let's be honest, right? Penn State's arch rival now is Ohio State. You know, ours is still Michigan, right? But at the end of the day, Penn State, their arch rival is us. And now they have to do it without their whiteout and without Micah Parsons. Yep. Yeah, it's not going to be – it definitely is going to be harder. The good news uh, for them is they don't have much of a, a gauntlet to run. They do have Iowa and Nebraska before Ohio State. But, I mean, that's not terrible. You know, it's not you know it's not like Purdue who starts out with Michigan, Michigan, Iowa, and Ohio State, all of which are physical teams. You know, and what are they going to have left after that three game stretch to start off? You know, right. Penn Penn State doesn't have that. You know, Ohio State certainly doesn't have that. A lot of these teams don't. It's really the bottom dwellers like Illinois, Purdue, Rutgers yeah. that do, and so. It'll, it'll be interesting uh, to see which teams will kind of break through, especially the top, you know, two, three teams in each division. Right. Yeah, it'll be interesting. And, and, and to the, the point, you know, we, we talked about this in an earlier episode that, you know, who is this really going to benefit and who is it, who's going to suffer, right? You know, I had speculated before that, you know, your, your big-time teams – um, they can suffer through some of this. They've got the apparatus uh, to make it through, right? They've got the institution. They've got all the facilities. They've got the recruiting. They've got all these things where they could they could stave off the storm. Um, right. But you have teams that clearly will not, and we won't think about them, but you have the Purdue's, the Illinois, um, North Carolina. You know, some of these teams that are you know, right there either at, at the bottom, fighting upward or right there in the middle and building their programs, God, this could kill them, right? Uh, you know, again, Purdue, Illinois, both shaping up to have 
good solid years to build the programs and I, it, it could really really hurt them more than it will Ohio State. I mean what we'll be worried about is they don't have the season well guess what we don't have Justin Fields anymore we don't have Sean Wade if they don't play in the fall they move to spring Sean Wade Justin Fields they'll go pro um, so we'll lose that and, and similarly with Clemson, Bama, some of these others, they'll lose some of those, but it's relative. And next year, we've got this boatload of talent. We're going to be good to go. We'll be whining about, oh, gee, this was our year to really win the national championship. <laughs> and right. We didn't get that chance because because of this. Some of them, it's it's their program that's on the line. Right. Right, because there's no doubt – you know, I think Ohio State goes undefeated through the schedule and makes it to the Big Ten championship game and wins it again um, and hasn't attracted to the playoffs, whatever, you know, that number looks like this year. But, yeah, I think programs like you mentioned, like Purdue, Illinois, is going to hurt. I think it's going to hurt uh, Nebraska, too, especially. You know, I think this was an important year for Scott Frost over there because um, I think he is on the hot seat. And uh, looking through their schedule, I mean, they got Wisconsin, Iowa, Minnesota, Ohio State in a row, like I said. And, you know, because the the, the thing is, too, there's probably not going to be any bowl games besides maybe, you know, the playoffs in the year six if we do play this year. Right. So, you know, this, I mean, they're probably not looking at going to any bowl game. And so, you know, how how much motivation are they going to have this year, you know, to, to play, to play hard? Um, I think it, it will be difficult for some of these teams who know that regardless of the record, they're probably not going to go to a bowl game. Yeah. Yeah. And so there are four things that you said there that, that struck something in me. So firstly, yes, uh, the bowl games have always been in doubt and even more now. And to your point, some of those schools, um, and that's all they have to shoot for. It's, a, it's an extra whammy. I think the uh, next thing that you said um, was, yes, I think Nebraska, this is a key year for them. And similarly to Illinois, Purdue, et cetera, I think it stands to hurt them more than, say, in Ohio State. Um, the third thing you said, do uh, you really think it's uh, he, he's on the hot seat, Scott Frost? If he has another, if he has another losing record year, yeah. Really? Um, yeah, if he if he has if he has another losing record, then I think he'll be gone. If he if he skates by maybe, let's say with this maybe like six and four or something like that, then you know, I, I, regardless, I think they will keep him around for next year because this is an odd year. But yeah. if he has if he has another losing record, uh, he's gone. Yeah, and, and that's a good point. That's a good clarifier, right? This is an odd year for everybody, and I think it does. Uh, by default, probably save a lot of jobs that otherwise really would have been on the hot seat. I think even if he, let's assume it was a normal year, even if he went with a losing record, I think then, yes, the subsequent year, he would absolutely be on the hot hot seat. I think if it were a normal year and he came in and and had a slight winning record and made it to a bowl game, win or lose, I think that would have been enough progress. Because, again, this is Scott Frost. This is one of their you know, one of their kids. Uh, I think right. he'll get a bit more leeway than that. But you're right, at the end of the day, it's probably neither here nor there because this is such a goofy year. Anyway, 
The fourth thing that I kind of thought about uh, as you were talking, kind of this machination in my head of, of bowls and the possibility of spring foot, spring football. And I'm thinking, no, I, I personally think it's an absurd idea. I think if you don't have college football this year, uh, you punt and you figure out how to work through the logistic backlog that we talked about on the prior episode with kids graduating high school, who's eligible and not. I think you take that time and you figure that crap out and we start over in uh, 2021, right? Um, but if they were to have it, wouldn't it be cool then maybe use the bowls in that scenario as kind of your preseason kickoff games? Have all the same bowls you would have, right? You have plenty of time if you're not having fall football to match up these uh, bowl games. Use all the same bowls. Uh, that way, that can kind of kickstart their economies, right? The the idea would be is we should be, if we, if we truly don't have these fall sports and we are coming out of COVID, we're going to have to really recharge things. And what better way to do it? Actually have the bowls at the beginning of the year, exhibition games for sure. You can figure out how you count them or not. And then have that kind of kick you off and lead you into a uh, spring football season that may be abbreviated in a bigger playoff with no bowls at the end, right? Just pure playoffs. Gotcha. That's an interesting thought. I mean, because along to your point, uh, if, if they move it back to the spring, there's no way they should play it uh, simply because all the players don't have enough time to recover you right. know, for the next season. It takes a lot of toll on their bodies. You know, they need those months to right. be able yeah. to, to adapt, recover, you know, get ready for the next season, you know, prepare, and they won't have any time to do that. And so, right. I mean, it just doesn't make sense from a player's standpoint to have a spring season. But uh, I do like that idea to have, you know, maybe play. If you don't get to have a championship or so this year, you know, play the first game, you know, between some of the bigger name teams to start off the season. I, I like it. Yeah. Um, but to kind of circle it back, got off on a bit of a tangent there because your question really was about the schedules. Um, so I, I, I think, I guess what I was trying to say is uh, it doesn't seem a lot different to me than what the normal schedules would have been. Uh, just obviously, you know, jockeying things around uh, for different weekends and whatnot, which really then takes me to the, the Ohio State-Michigan game, right, being in was it October 16th, something like that, mid, mid to late October. October 24th, yeah. And I, I must admit, I still don't understand why, uh, quite honestly, because um, I think we then end up finishing with Iowa or somebody. I can't remember yeah, who it was we finished with, but why? I, you know, <laughs> you were going to play – Michigan, November 28th or whatever day it was. I think the final game is November 21st with Iowa. Yeah. So why didn't you just move the Michigan game back a week? I, I didn't really understand that. Now, I, I, yes, I, I do get that you're switching around everybody's schedules, that if I look at Michigan's schedule, they had to do that because of how and who they're playing otherwise. I struggle with it, right? Because again, you're only talking one week. Was there something really strange about Michigan's schedule? Otherwise, that you couldn't just move this up a week? I don't know. 
end of the day, it's just like you said a little bit ago, and Ryan Day has said, you know, there's nothing normal, nothing normal about this year. So I, I guess I'm fairly indifferent about um, them playing Michigan in October. It doesn't really bother me. Um, I think what's more interesting about that game is the other news that happened this week that we haven't talked about yet. Oh, the uh, the Jim Harbaugh yes. snitching. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, isn't that that is classic? You know, I mean, that's great. That that's part of what you love about college football. And uh, you know, just very quickly, if you don't get a chance to play that game this year, what a shame, right? Because we all know about some of the legend and lore. You know, still up for debate whether Woody Hayes ever said that phrase because they wouldn't let me go for three. You know, some people contradict that. Most people have accepted that it did happen. The circumstances by which it was said are, are, are debated. Either way, it's legend now. This one has the potential of being legend, right? Because the legend now, because a lot of people argue about this, people say this was not said at all. But the legend that's already started growing is afterwards, after that Big Ten thing, they said to his team, <laughs> they better hope uh, they put a mercy rule in because we're going to put 100 on, on Michigan. Yep. Uh-huh. You I know, hope it was said. <laughs> what's that? I said, I hope it was said because I'd love to see that happen. I would love to see it. It wouldn't, you know, uh, but it would make for a great lead up to October 16th or whatever that day is that they're playing Michigan, right? I mean, because I think based off the schedule uh, that you talked about, I think Michigan's front end loaded, right? I think that gauntlet they have is toward the beginning of the year. Uh, right? They have, I mean, they have Minnesota and Penn State their first, in their first three games, and then they have Indiana, Ohio State, Wisconsin kind of in the middle, and yeah, those. That, my my point was going to be that one of two things happened with Michigan. There, Michigan does lose a lot of players, both on offense and defense. Um, so they could very easily struggle in those games. Uh, to which they come into that Ohio State game with you know possibly two losses, three maybe, uh, or you know they could be the Michigan as they have been under Harbaugh, where they start out really strong. People think they're actually something, and then, you know, they run into Ohio State or something. Either way, both of those scenarios make for a great storyline to talk about Ryan Day putting 100 on them. You know, two or three lost Michigan, this is their time to shine. This is where they're up against it. Or undefeated, oh, man, they're really going to have it for Ohio State. Ohio State's going to try to put 100 on them. I mean, it would just it would be great. Yeah. Yeah, it, it would be. Um, just, just also, it's just funny that kind of that series of events. And I just hope, I just hope we do get to play that game. Yeah, and I, I'd love to see us put a hundred on. Um, we wouldn't do it, can we? I do think we could. I mean, as good as I think Ohio State's offense will be this year, and you know. Given the fact that we've averaged 59 points on them the last couple of years when they were probably better, Michigan was probably better. <laughs> yeah, I think we could 
come pretty darn close if we really wanted to. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know why. That's what was strange to me that they did move it, but they only moved it up a month. They didn't move it earlier, but yeah, it is it is what it is. Right. At this, yeah. at this point, you know, we just hope that we get football and that we do get some games. So. Yeah. Yeah. But what kind of a classic dipwad is Jim Harbaugh, anyway? <laughs> this guy, I, I oh, truly... Did, did you also hear that uh, that he lost a five-star recruit because he wore uh, he wore cleats inside the house and he refused to take them off? Yeah, I heard about that, too. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't... I don't. He's the same guy that wanted to sleep over, have <laughs> a sleepover with the punter he was recruiting, too. I mean, I mean, it's a perfect thing for Ohio State, you know, and has, he's a Michigan, he's a Michigan man, right? Just like a, you know, Scott Frost in Nebraska, he's a Michigan man. And, you know, he's done just well enough to where you can't say, well, we got to get rid of this guy. Uh, But he is complete buffoon. (laughs) So, you know, he can be a punching bag for a few years longer. Hopefully. Uh, Kind of finishing out the the schedule. Who do you think will place a, a top three in each division? Who do you see meeting in the Big Ten championship game? Uh, yeah, it's a good one. So Ohio State um, will win the division. Uh, Penn State, I see uh, just after them. Um, third place is a toss up for me between Michigan and Indiana. Uh, I think Indiana does return quite a bit. They had a uh, for them, a, a stellar year last year. Uh, they played Michigan so close, and Penn State. They played both of those teams very close the past couple of years. Um, Penn State won't have uh, a, a defense this year. Uh, Michigan has lost quite a bit of, uh, of talent. Um, I think in the end, that's kind of my dark horse for, for, for that division, to, to take behind Ohio State. And so I see Ohio State, Penn State, I'll just say it, Indiana uh, in the uh, East Division. What, what the hell do I care? <laughs> um, on the West, it's a bit, it's a bit tricky. Um, before Rondale Moore said he wasn't going to play, I was really angling towards Purdue being my dark horse. Just like last year, when I said at the beginning, I said Minnesota was going to win that conference, right? And I was close. They didn't, or that, that division. Uh, I felt similarly with Purdue coming into this year for that division. Um, given that Moore's not going to play, I think that kind of throws something into the mix. Uh, Northwestern's not going to be m- much better. I think Nebraska w- will be a little bit better, but I don't think they're going to contend. Um, I think I was going to take a few steps back. They lose new talent, plus they have that whole controversy with them all being racist. <laughs> um, right. You know, which, uh, yeah, I think takes us to, you know, oh, in, in Illinois, I, I, I don't really see them. I see them kind of being about what they were last year, not any better, maybe a little bit worse. So that really leaves us then with Minnesota, Purdue, uh, Wisconsin, um, and Wisconsin, 
they lose some things, but they, they've got a couple of pieces that they brought in. Uh, I think they'll contend. Um, I think I'm leaning towards Minnesota, Purdue, Wisconsin. Uh, for the most, I, yeah, I pretty much agree with you for, for the most part in all those. I think Ohio State is the large favorite as well they should be. Um, and definitely win the East. Uh, it's, it's tough between, you know, Penn State and Michigan because you know, Michigan does lose a lot. They have, a, you know, a question at quarterback, although I do think whoever they do choose has the potential to be much better than Shea Patterson. But yeah. <laughs> It's all about, you know, at the beginning, how, how can they gel together and, and get the offense going? Uh, will they actually have a, a better offense? So um, until I, I see that, I, I'm just going to believe it's the same old Michigan. So mm-hmm. um, I think Penn State has the upper edge, even though they do lose Micah Parsons. Um, it'll be interesting because they both play each other earlier and Indiana plays uh, Penn State early too. So um Indiana, I, I do think, is a dark horse as well. Uh, they have a lot coming back. It's just they play Wisconsin, Penn State, Ohio State, Minnesota, Michigan, all five of the first six games. And so I just don't know. That's, that's, that's a rough stretch, Yeah. especially to start off with. And I just don't know. I mean, you got the Big Ten's a physical league, and uh, you're going to have to hold your own, you know, the first – half of the season. I, I just don't know if Indiana ha- has, has an to do that. All right. And so normally I would like their chances, but I, I still think they're probably going to end up finishing fourth behind Michigan and Penn state. Yeah. I, I, I think it's fair. I mean, yep. Um, I think it just, just the way it was constant schedule pan out, even though, you know, they they have to, find a new, you know, great running back. You know, I saw Jack Cohn coming back, and even though he's not a great quarterback, you know, he's a manageable, manageable one. He's a serviceable one, and he can yeah. play well. Uh, of course, they'll still be a physical team, and so just the way their schedule pans out, I, I just don't see there being much uh, to get in their way. Right. I mean, their schedule's very favorable, and so if you look at theirs versus Minnesota's, you know, Wisconsin only pulls, uh, I mean, they start off with Indiana, which could be interesting, but they get them at home, and then they, they only play Michigan and Rutgers. So, I mean. Wisconsin, this is, right? Yeah, Wisconsin does. And so, I, you know, versus Minnesota having to play, you know, Michigan, Indiana. Right. I think, I, I think Wisconsin wins the division again. I think it'll be Ohio State-Wisconsin. Yeah, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I, honestly, yeah, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Purdue, my top three, and honestly, I could see it going any one of those ways. Would not be surprised if Wisconsin won that division. Yeah, um, look out! I say look out for Northwestern this year. I think they'll be primed to to beat a few of these teams that that may lose some players like Purdue, Illinois, maybe even Iowa. Uh, um, Nebraska. I mean, I think you know if Northwestern plays well enough with uh, Indiana's quarterback going over there, they may be able to sneak up into the third position. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, Peyton Ramsey. Like I said, he'll be he'll be playing with them. Um, I just don't know. Fitzgerald has been a very good coach. Um, yeah, I kind of said this when we were talking about Mark D'Antonio leaving. You know, uh, in, in one of our prior episodes, there's only so long you can go by you know, straining in a gnat, you know, by that, I mean, you, you take mediocre players, you develop them, uh, build them into a team after a while that you just can't do it anymore. Right. Uh, and that's what happened to Mark D'Antonio. And I, I wonder if that's going to start happening now with Fitzgerald. Um, I mean, again, at the end of the day, it is Northwestern last year, they were the absolute worst team on offense, you know, I just don't know that enough is going to change for a team like Northwestern in the course of a year uh, for them to, to compete that readily. But yeah. it is the West Division, and it's not as strong. So, Yeah, but like, coming to that point, I think this, this year is the one that is the, the year that favors the team that has the most depth because a lot of these teams – or bringing in a lot of new guys um, like Michigan, whoever, having new quarterbacks, and they don't really have that time to practice, um, you know, to gain that chemistry with the offense. And so I think that favors a lot the veteran teams, but also the ones that have a lot of depth, you know, like Ohio State, uh, right. State Wisconsin. So I think that's why you're probably going to see those teams who are normally at the top, at the top, especially for this year. Right. I think that's a fair point, too. As you were saying all that, one of the things that kind of jumped into my head is I wonder how history might have been different if John Cooper got to play Michigan in the middle of the year. Okay. He, one of the things about Cooper, his teams were far looser at the beginning of the year, and they would, get, they would just kind of pucker a little bit more and more each time with each successive game going through the year. <laughs> And then, of course, ending with Michigan. Um, I, I could, I could, and obviously it's, you know, 20 plus years in hindsight now, but I could absolutely see Cooper uh, prevailing more often than not over Michigan had it been in the middle of the year versus uh, the end of the year. Yeah. I, obviously, I don't remember anything for years, but, uh, right, right. I, Which is for the best. <laughs> yeah. That's not entirely true. I, I, to this day, I still think that 1996 Ohio State team was one of their best uh, up until last year, right? Um, that, that 1996 team, whew, man, if we would have just had John Cooper for the whole year and had Trestle just, you know, coach the Michigan game, that would have been a national champion for the ages. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, so I think both of us have Ohio State, Wisconsin coming out of the Big Ten. Um, of course, we can always do more episodes on the other conferences. Uh, yeah. On, on their schedules as well, uh, because there's obviously some big changes and some harder schedules for teams in there. Especially for the SEC now that uh, they can't play any of their cupcake teams. 
Yeah, but I did see that uh, they're adding an extra game um, for their for their teams. Uh, I, I didn't read the article. I, I saw the headline today, so I don't know what it means. If they're trying to add another conference game or letting them play a patsy. Because on the surface, it kind of... I know the Big 12 added since so they could have 10 games. I think the ACC right. might have added a cupcake as well, but I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah, so I, but I still think it's relative. Um, it might make it slightly harder for the SEC um, because they don't have their traditional patsies to go beat up on. Um, but yeah, I mean, to that point, what what are your early predictions for the divisions there? Divisions for which one? And, and all of them, all the power five. Uh, I, I still think, you know, the top tier teams like Clemson, while they're returning, it will be interesting that Notre Dame's, they're going to have to play Notre Dame. Uh, I don't know if Notre Dame got added to their division or the other division. So I don't know if there's a potential that Clemson would have to play Notre Dame twice, but um, that definitely is a wrench in their schedule. I still think Clemson comes out. Yeah. Uh, even with even with one loss. I mean, obvious Alabama with so much talent, I think a clear favorites as they should be to come out of the SEC. Uh, although, you know, before, even before this was happening, I was pretty high on both Georgia and Florida. Mm-hmm. Uh, Florida has a tougher schedule now because they, they get two West teams added right. that they didn't have before. And so I think that's that's going to be rough for them. Uh, with that, I don't, I don't think they can make it out. So I'm probably leaning towards... Alabama and Georgia as the two to with most likely potential to make it. Yep. Alabama, Alabama for sure. Um, and the Big 12, I still think it's it's Texas. Uh, Oklahoma is just too variable for me this year. Um, with all that they lost, uh, with all their question marks, especially on offense, I know they have some you know talented quarterbacks and people in the helm, but, you know, they're just an unknown. And right now, Texas, with all the experience they have, I favor Texas to come out of the Big 12. Um, the Pac-12, uh, I think it's between Oregon and USC. Uh, now that USC, I think, is also a winner because they don't have Alabama or Notre Dame. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's extremely beneficial and they have a much better chance even with one loss to, to make it into a playoff if it were to be expanded and so I think right. Oregon and USC are the big winners there especially since Oregon doesn't have to play Ohio State now right yeah well even still if they played Ohio State it wouldn't have affected them for the conference but you're right I think it gives them better opportunity from a, a playoff perspective um yeah, ACC, I don't know how the whole Notre Dame thing is going to shake up. Uh, accepting Notre Dame, you know, I, I see it being maybe Clemson versus Virginia Tech uh, or North Carolina. I think that division is going to come down to those two teams, Virginia Tech and North Carolina. Um, 
SEC, yeah, Alabama, I think, is far and away. Uh, the dark horse may be A&M. Uh, A&M really is loaded. You know, I've made this rant so many times about Jimbo Fisher, and I think the fact that A&M is loaded is kind of lends credence to my argument that Fisher really isn't that great of a coach. Uh, you know, I'll restate what I had stated before. Um, even before Jimbo Fisher got there, the coach that he replaced had a string of top 10 recruiting classes. A&M was not there in the cupboard at all. They were a loaded team that he walked into, and they've been incredibly mediocre. So that's why I, 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 I think that I'm saying all this because I don't think Auburn's going to be all that great. I think LSU is going to take a big step back. Um, you know, the other teams in that division, Arkansas, Mississippi, Mississippi State, none of them are any good. <laughs> um, I think Alabama's going to run away with that. The only possible thing to be is if Jimbo Fisher has a charmed year and can actually do something with that loaded team, maybe they'll give them a threat. Otherwise, Bama. On the other side, yes, you're right, Florida, Georgia. Between those two, I think Tennessee is kind of a dark horse there. I think they will be better than last year. Um, similar to the other uh, division, I think everybody else in the East is terrible or just mediocre at best. Um, so I'm looking at pop, probably Georgia versus Bama. Um, Big 12, I agree. Uh, I'm leaning towards. I'm leaning towards Texas mostly because of the fact that I think they really are trying to step it up with the uh, coaches that they're bringing in. Um, you know, they're, they're trying to reassemble Ohio state down there coaching wise. <laughs> and so um, I think Texas has the edge there in that conference. Although um, speaking, cause I did kind of miss Texas A&M, but also, I mean, Oklahoma state, you know, this would be their year to do it. Obviously, they've had some internal issues with Mike Gundy and everything, but they they are loaded, and this would be the year to uh, to make a run for the Big Twelve Championship. So, you, yeah, I forgot about them, but you can't overlook them because this would be a year when Oklahoma's a little bit down. I agree. That, that's a good point, right? And and I think yeah, Oklahoma State would certainly be your best dark horse candidate uh, in that conference. Take it. Um, in the Pac-12, I agree with everything you said with respect to USC and um, Oregon, right? They don't have the pressure of some of those tough uh, out-of-conference games. Um, USC, uh, and I've talked about this before, for them it's going to be a depth issue. Uh, I do think they return uh, some good coordinators, good players, uh, frontline players, I should say. The reality is their their recruiting has been going downhill, and their last recruiting class was one of their worst in like you know this half of the century. Going back to the first half of uh, the last half of the last century, whatever <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Long time, uh, a terrible re recruiting class, and so for a team that was kind of mediocre last year, but uh, with an upward trend. Um, you know, that's, that means they can't afford to really lose anybody uh, throughout the course of the year. Uh, I'm saying that because I do think that they should win that division and go up against Oregon. Um, but given the circumstances, look for somebody like Arizona State 
to give them a run. Uh, Arizona State, decent last year. Yeah. Uh, I kind of made fun of them. I said they were cute. Uh, they've got their whole fleet of NFL coaches that they brought in. Um, at the end of the day, it's still a college football game, which is markedly different from the NFL. Uh, but I, I think they still have a decent team they've assembled, and they were pretty good last year. Yeah, that is true. There you go. Did you have anything else to add? I don't think. Um, you know, obviously, I think we'll probably do this again in another week or two, uh, kind of depending on what transpires over this next week. Um, we can start looking sure at. We'll have, uh, uh, I'm sure we'll have more uh, as a group of five, either you know, opt in or opt. I'll see more of that and yeah. maybe even see some more players uh, from big name schools um, opt out again more than we already have. So maybe that right. will impact teams wanting to play or not. I don't know, but we'll see. Yeah. And to that point, I wonder if that's been going into the decision making by, say, the Big Ten commissioner, right? You start seeing, hey, Maryland's got six players they aren't going to play. Some of my big names like Micah. Parsons and Rondell Moore said they aren't going to play. Uh, maybe we should stop this. I, I don't know. Maybe that's going into the thinking. Who knows? But yeah, I think very soon there should be more to talk about. And hopefully, we're still going to have a season. Hopefully, if so, it's uh, less than a month away. So that's right. Okay. Yeah, so I think uh, we can, if they're going to have a football season, you know, I, I think we probably have a couple of um, episodes where we can actually go into deeper analysis. We can actually do the research on all the teams and you know, come up with a more educated conversation on on all the different teams, what our initial top 25 would be, things like that. Uh, yeah. Obviously in the lead up to the first games, you know, we can have those podcasts on game predictions, on analysis for Ohio State games. Sounds good. 